Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, What are people in heaven thinking about you? Let's pray. Gracious Father, we come to you today, hungry every day for your word, Father, knowing it's like a seed that just keeps growing and growing in us, Father. So we never get content with just whatever yesterday's manna was, but we're always searching for a new revelation from you, Father to be a greater blessing to those around us, Father. We come today hungry and ready. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk today about what are people in heaven thinking about you? Yesterday, we talked about what people in hell are thinking about their Christian friends that made no effort or maybe a limited effort to reach them for Jesus, and now they will spend an eternity in the wicked flames of hell with their God, Satan. Well, on the flip side, what about the people in heaven right now? What are they thinking about you? Well, that depends. Let's start today in Colossians 1, verses 21 through 23 in the Amplified Bible. And although you were at one time estranged and alienated and hostile-minded toward him, participating in evil things, 22, yet Christ has now reconciled you to God in his physical body through death in order to present you before the Father, holy and blameless and beyond reproach. 23, and he will do this if you continue in the faith. We better read that part again, verse 23. And he will do this if you continue in the faith, well-grounded and steadfast, and not shifting away from the confident hope that is a result of the gospel that you have heard which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which gospel I, Paul, was made a minister. Folks, if you are born again, a true follower of Jesus Christ, people in heaven will be thinking about you and wanting you to continue in the faith, especially those that went to a church that falsely taught you don't have to continue in the faith. It is sad to think about all the Christians that believe you can't lose your salvation. Well, maybe you can't lose it, but you can sure give it up. It is all over the New Testament. The only way to miss it is to read the Bible with your religious sunglasses on. Paul said that Jesus has reconciled us to God to present us to God, and Jesus will do this if, if. Does anyone know what if means? It is conditional. Jesus will present us to the Father as under the blood if we continue in the faith. Sadly, many have been taught wrong and will not continue in the faith, and they are or will end up with the group we talked about yesterday in the burning flames of hell. Just think about it. Even in the natural, if you are in a club, let's say maybe an automobile club or an insurance package, You pay a yearly fee to stay in the automotive club or to keep your insurance. Otherwise, you are out of the club. You stay in the club of Christ. We call it Christianity by continuing in the faith, still following Christ. So for those of us that are living for Jesus, our family and friends in heaven are thinking and cheering us on to continue in the faith. So we make it to heaven to be with them and Jesus, praise God. Revelations 21, verses 1 through 4 in the Amplified. The new heaven and earth. One, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, vanished, 
and there is no longer any sea. Two, and I saw the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, arrayed like a bride adorned for her husband. Three, and then I heard a voice from the throne saying, See, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will live among them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. Four, and he wiped away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be death, there will no longer be sorrow, or anguish, or crying, or pain, for the former order of things has passed away. My friends, another thing people in heaven must be thinking is that they are so glad they continued in the faith until the end and put up with some persecution from the devil's people and said no to so many of the devil's packages of temporary pleasure as those in heaven are now in a place with no sorrow or anguish or crying or pain. They are in a place of perfect peace and they must be so passionate about wanting all of us to make it to heaven with them. I think those in heaven are also thinking about what Paul said in 2 Timothy and telling us to do the same thing, that heaven is real, to put your focus on it, not the things of the earth. Let's read 2 Timothy 4 from the Amplified Bible, verse 1. The title of this section is Preach the Word. Folks, notice the title. Preach the Word, not preach your opinion or preach another God, or preach the environment, or preach your new definition of marriage or sexual preference. No, we are to preach the Word of God, the Bible, what our flesh doesn't like to hear. Verse 1, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and in Christ Jesus, who is judge over the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. My friends, those in heaven would be telling us that Jesus is at the right hand of God in heaven and will judge the living and the dead. To preach the word as an official messenger, be ready when the time is right and even when it is not. Keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome. Correct those who err in doctrine or behavior. Warn those who sin. Exhort and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. Folks, those in heaven would be telling us to preach the word of God, the lamp and the light to our salvation. And not just when the timing is perfect, but even when it is inconvenient or unwelcomed, those lost may not welcome the gospel with open arms. We are also to correct those in error of doctrine, or behavior, and warn those who sin and encourage each other in growing spiritually. That is one reason that attending the church where God has you planted is so important. Verse 3, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth, but wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, they will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support the heirs they hold. My friends, I'm sure those loved ones in heaven would warn us about these end times we are in where people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth, like godly marriage and staying away from sexual perversion and all sin. 
So many people in these end times find a local or TV preacher to tickle their ears with something pleasing and satisfy their desires and support the errors they hold. That is why they find a church that supports, against God, their perverted beliefs. For, and will turn their ears away from the truth and will wander off into myths and man-made fictions and will accept the unacceptable. Folks, those in heaven would warn us of man-made fictions, like the earth being destroyed, and to love your mother earth and such foolishness, like loving your animals more than people and promote sin throughout the land. 5. But as for you, be clear-headed in every situation. Stay calm and cool and steady. Endure every hardship without flinching. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill the duties of your ministry. My friends, those in heaven would be cheering us on to fulfill our calling to God, enduring every hardship, and be steady in the faith. 6. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure from this world is at hand, and I will soon go free. Folks, I believe those in heaven would also tell us that time is short on earth. It is a mist, and to serve God with all your heart. Do not be lukewarm, be on fire for God. 7. I have fought the good and worthy and noble fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith, firmly guarding the gospel against error. My friends, those in heaven would encourage us to keep fighting the good and worthy fight and finish the race. Notice again to finish the race, not start the race and run for a while and then quit. Not just think about the race. We are called to finish the race and finish it strong and boldly, praise God. Verse 8, In the future there is reserved for me the victor's crown of righteousness for being right with God and doing right which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that great day, and not to me only, but also all those who have loved and longed for and welcomed his appearing. Folks, those in heaven would be very strong to tell us that there is a crown of righteousness coming to us for being right with God, a reward coming on that great day, and to keep telling others to do what Matthew 10.32 says. Let's read that. Therefore, the one who confesses and acknowledges me before men as Lord and Savior, affirming a state of oneness with me, that one I will also confess and acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. Let's pray. Father, we're thankful for your word. We choose to live a life that glorifies you, focusing on heaven, not the things of this earth, Father. We know there's two choices at the end of this life, Father, and we choose life. We choose to resist the temptations of this earth and live boldly for you all of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.